The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co. established 1977 have personal and domestic water filters which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Philip, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm doing great, Pete. It's great to uh, finally uh, connect with you across the world here. I know this this meeting has taken many twists and turns over the last few months, and uh, I think it's the sixth or seventh time we've had to uh, reschedule, and uh, finally we get to have this conversation, and, and I always believe in perfect timing, and um, I'm looking forward to this conversation because you and I speak this very similar language that we can both understand, and I want to ask you first off, um, why did you enter the health business or industry or um, would you say the uh, the career of helping people? Yeah, so you know, I um, really always wanted to become a physician, always wanted to become a doctor. Uh, when you uh, ask my parents, you know, they will tell you that from a very young age, you know, five, six, seven years old, I would always say that I wanted to be a uh, doctor. And specifically, I would say I wanted to be a surgeon. And honestly, I'm not quite sure why that is. Uh, but what I know is as I went through, you know, all my education, and, uh, you know, the early part of my life, uh, that uh, desire always stayed with me. That goal always stayed with me. And, uh, you know, it, I ended up going to uh, college and then medical school and, you know, both loved being a physician and specifically, you know, loved being a surgeon. And so it was just one of those things, one of those callings, I guess you could say. 
and it it hasn't steered me wrong, and I certainly you know have no regrets about that decision to go into medicine and become a physician. I'd love to understand your definition of what medicine meant as a as a young man, and then how has it changed over the last couple of decades for you? Is the definition different now than it was, or is it the same? And take us through that journey for you. Yeah, sure thing. You know, I don't think the definition has changed much. I think, you know, I was always focused on helping other people and, you know, um, figuring out what I could do to improve the lives of people. Um, Now, what I've come to realize, um, you know, over the recent part of my career, I guess you could say the past five or six years, uh, compared to the early part of my career, is that, you know, the best uh, what, you know, I now think is the best way to help people uh, is maybe a little different than I did, uh, you know, five, 10 years ago, as I was in the early part of my career. You know, I was very focused on, um, you know, becoming a heart surgeon specifically when I decided that. Um, and that takes a lot of, you know, technical expertise. There's a lot of skills that you need to develop around that. And, you know, I would say maybe because I was so focused on that part of it, on, you know, truly being the best heart surgeon that I could be and, you know, uh, performing the best technical surgeries I could perform and and helping people in that way, I kind of lost a little bit of focus on can we keep people healthy in the first place? Can we keep people from needing heart surgery? And, you know, I'm sure we're going to get into a little bit my my personal journey. Um, but basically, you know, that led me to a place where over the past, you know, five years, I have now come to re-recognize the importance of keeping people healthy in the first place and that I shouldn't need to be doing heart surgery on a lot of these people. That's a, that's a, that's a huge statement to make. And um, uh, what I want to congratulate you for being open and honest and vulnerable to be able to share that from your from your point of view after so many years. And I'm always intrigued about when I interview doctors, and I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of doctors, and I hold you in a very high esteem. I mean, the, the training that you go through, the um, some would say sacrifice of time and the dedication to your studies and to your craft and to your the science behind all all of this is is never to be underestimated of of how much energy that each and every medical doctor puts into their training and then into their into their service for the the um, community. But I'm always intrigued. I mean, you you talk about the heart just then, and I keep thinking about how we have created medicine to be um, so specific on certain parts of the body and the heart always is such a it's a mystery I mean we talk about I mean I'm, I'm I should have probably gone into this a little bit later in the conversation but it feels <laughs> it's just coming out of me now but the heart is such a um, a sacred sacred organ which means so much to spiritual beliefs to religious beliefs to um the metaphysical to 
the energetic understanding of how important our heart is. And most people will say, once they understand it, you know, that we need to tap back into our heart space. We need to reconnect to our heart. We need to get out of our heads and into our heart. And I'm wondering, why did you pursue the heart as your specialty back when you had to make the decision? And, and was it an easy decision? And, and why was that so prevalent for you and, and so um, to be your path? Yeah, you know, I think the decision to go into heart surgery specifically, you know, after I had, um, as I said, I always kind of knew I wanted to be a surgeon. And then as I went through the medical school and, and subsequent training, um, you know, the heart surgery just called to me again. And, uh, you know, it's the the combination of the uh, the technical you know, kind of aspects of doing surgery on the heart, along with the physiology that's, you know, the heart is sort of the center, you know, it keeps everything going. And, um, you know, ultimately, um, you know, you look at our hearts and our brains, and and those are sort of the two or 